0: Well, hello everyone and welcome back to For the Beauty and the Glory, where we're here fighting it out <laughs> for God to be glorified in our home. It's good. We're nearing the end of our first season, um, but it's, you know, we, we, we wanted to keep going. We wanted to draw some things out and so we're back again uh, for another action packed episode of this podcast it's been a lot of fun yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: hey we got a lot of uh exciting and new things coming out uh new things we're working on uh and so b-state b-state stay tuned for that Uh, here we go another late night uh but it's gonna be a good one uh last episode we started talking about conflict Mm -hmm. And we started thinking about uh, what conflict is, why conflict arises in marriages, uh, how we can deal with conflict, and, and really we just kind of narrowed in on some nuggets of wisdom. Uh, I think that's the way that we phrased it. Uh, some things that are just important to remember, uh, like looking at your own problem first, examining uh, your part in the issue. Uh, or making sure that your heart is right, even if your spouse is walking through something difficult and uh, it's kind of a high-intensity situation. Uh, Emotions are on edge. Just checking your own heart. We also talked about (coughs) ensuring that even as you enter into times where there's disagreement, there's conflict, uh, that ensuring that that the goal uh, in your conflict is the same goal you have for your life, the same goal that all Christians should have for their life, and that is to glorify God. Uh, and, and dare we even say enjoy him uh, in the midst of conflict. Yeah. And so that's that's something maybe we can uh, talk about more next time as we think through kind of the process of how yeah. we walk through conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's a it's a helpful point, I think. Um, and then one of the other things we talked about last time was the importance of restoring the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what I think that, uh, may often get overlooked. And if if it were not careful, can actually cause uh, it, It's kind of like dressing a wound, right? Yeah. That, that if you were to fall down in the mud and scrape your knee, it's not just enough to come in the house and put a Band-Aid over a muddy wound. Sure. You actually need to clean it out mm-hmm. before you put the Band-Aid on. And conflict's the same way, that we don't want to just uh, put a band-aid over the problem. We want to make sure that everything is clean and restored and uh, can be bound up well.
1: Well, I think that, just going off of that too, <clears throat> Yeah. that coming in and cleaning the wound um, sometimes hurts worse before it can feel better. And I think that that's, that's often why we maybe are tempted to just kind of um, just move on from things and not yeah. actually deal with them. Yeah. Um. But what happens is you end up <laughs> you end up getting infection, right? Like if you don't mm. if you don't do that if you don't actually deal with the conflict and yeah. um, restore right fellowship, then well that little sin that's left over will just continue to grow and give birth to more sin and.
0: And what we don't want around here is any sickly marriages.
1: Sure, but then full, that's of, full like, of infection. I think that's where you find. Um, like I think that's where bitterness comes from, yep. or uh, like yep. deep rooted anger. That um, those things aren't born overnight. It's a it's a long line of
0: yeah, exactly. undealt with exactly conflict. Yeah, and so so that was kind of the first episode. Uh, I think we said at the beginning of the last episode that this was going to be a two part uh, conversation about conflict, but about halfway through the episode we realized, no, oh, maybe this should be a three part episode, which we haven't done any three part kind of. The trilogy the conflict trilogy and so uh so so i think that's what we're going to aim for because now today what i want us to talk about is the extremes that we often experience in conflict or another way of putting it would be uh the ugly side of conflict uh and we can offer plenty of personal examples i think as we talk through these but i think it'll be helpful for people thinking about the, the Think about those pieces of wisdom that we thought about last time. Now to hold those up uh, in stark contrast to what we're about to lay out about mm-hmm. how conflict is often dealt with, how how we have even dealt with conflict in the mm-hmm. past, and what we've learned from it—hard uh, lessons.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how we avoid the extremes. We're going to we're going to name the sin, uh, and we're going to call it for what it is, and, and hopefully it'll be helpful. And and so that's kind of the aim. Uh, this may be a shorter episode in looking at some of these things, but then that kind of gets us ready for next week where we'll kind of talk about really a, an on-the-ground approach to, to how to face conflict in a marriage. Um, and, and maybe between now and then I'll think about something that will really get in your crawl, and I'll bring it up. <laughs> surprise bring it up in the middle of the episode and we'll and deal see, with the see,
1: see what happens
0: yeah because i mean <clears throat> when we've been doing some of the trying to grow and understanding biblical counseling we've watched uh a number yeah. of videos of like case studies right that are really helpful and we never know if those people are actors or not we it's, don't think, ever know i think it's yeah. which is amazing to me right if they are actors i don't think they are but if they are and uh
1: was well, either it's either really amazing that they're actors because I think that they're actually pretty good actors and so like CCEF has got these <clears throat> great actors available from somewhere mm-hmm. or who like I don't know if I'd be super willing to
0: just talk about things like to that. talk about things and what's being recorded yeah
1: um, because the videos are um, they're they can be pretty intense they're pretty yeah. serious topics but yeah.
0: And so maybe that's what we'll do. Is we'll just do. We won't have to be actors. We'll, I'll just drop something on you, and we'll see how it goes. No, I won't do that. All right. Well. Well. Let's get into it then. In thinking about uh, as as we've now explored some of those basic principles uh, for examining the heart of the conflict, like what's actually going on, mm-hmm. we want to begin to think about how we actually conduct ourselves in the middle of it. Uh, so so when when the rubber meets the road, how do we actually act what do we say what do we let ourselves feel or think in the middle of it and, and the reason this is so important because we need a battle plan and i think a lot of times and this is why we when when i do pre-marriage counseling we have a whole session on conflict is because it's not something that is ever really discussed as far as something you prepare for mm-hmm. but it is something that every marriage does need to prepare for mm-hmm. But it's it's not like there's like a, you know, uh, like it's the the thing that everybody talks about. Well, no, you know, people talk about the the always talk about the joyful parts of marriage. Or, hey, You guys are so excited to get married. This is you're going to be able to do this, and this is going to happen, and that's going mm-hmm. to
1: happen. Or we find that people just make those like snide comments about marriage. Those like not funny jokes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because clearly they haven't dealt with conflict in their, they've experienced some bad conflict in marriage. Yeah, and so, and so they have a bad taste in their, like it's a yeah, it's usually yeah.
0: And and this is, you know, I, I made this point uh, in the sermon that I preached this past week on the uh, the primacy of Scripture, is that so many of us are on the battlefield, but we've never actually read what the plan of attack is. Mm-hmm. We've never actually studied God's plan of attack. In the spiritual war,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're out on the battlefield, like just swinging our sword and coming, you know, this close to getting our head lopped off. Yeah, uh, and and so the same is true in conflict too. So yeah. that's what we're going to get at and kind of discuss some of the the extremes that can come out um, as we prepare to to really fight alongside each other instead of against each other. Yeah. Uh, so so that's where. That's where we want to go. Great. Okay, so let's start with the first one then. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, giving in to the person without actually seeking to resolve the conflict. Yeah. What we would call passivity. Mm -hmm. So when I even say that, what comes to mind for you? (laughs) I'd be honest.
1: I think that, so the first, I think that this is probably something more that men struggle with than women struggle with. And Mm, I think that it is a, I mean, I'm not saying that, yeah, I'm not saying that all women or all men and no women, but I think that largely men are afraid of making their wives mad or they don't want to deal with like the emotion that comes from the conflict and and so they just kind of appease their wife and they do what they want and i think it happens a lot
0: okay so so here here's what we mean then i i think you're right but this is this is let me see if i can summarize what we mean by this then uh help people really get their minds around this, this option if you want to call it that this yeah this uh category of- this category this tool yeah is used by a person who would rather uh give in to a wrong solution then seek to resolve the conflict in a biblical fashion. Yeah. Who would seek to just go with whatever the other person wants to do, even if it's wrong or unwise or a poor use of resources? Uh, we could call this person a, a pushover or a, a capitulator. Yeah. Um, and, and so, here's the best biblical example of this: uh, is Eli in go First on, I got Samuel? Another one. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, is Eli in First Samuel, you remember, he has these wicked, awful sons. Oh, yeah. In, in 1 Samuel 2, 12, it says, Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. They did not know the Lord. So what is a worthless man? A man who does not know the Lord. That's a great definition of a worthless man. Uh, but you read in the next chapter in 1 Samuel 3, it says, And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will carry out against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to judge his house forever for the iniquity, which he knew because his sons brought a curse on themselves and did he did not rebuke them. And so what do we find there? We find that Eli knew what his sons were doing, but instead of causing a conflict, instead of correcting them, instead of Rightly addressing it, he just ignored it. He just moved on. He 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 was passive. Mm-hmm. Um. So what does that look like in marriage? Um. It, it looks like what you said that that sometimes uh, one spouse and I do think you're right that most often this happens with men. That, well, I think
1: that we just as I as I was thinking about it, I think that there are lots of examples in scripture too of men who acted passively first even just thinking about adam oh yeah that's a good example <laughs> <clears throat> There's, that, so adam was passive and um and did what his wife said and then um, blamed her for it mm-hmm. and then i also think that we find and so maybe a little different but abraham referring to sarah as his sister um mm-hmm. was a passive thing to do it wasn't um he wasn't being a leader in that situation. Um, oh, no, that's good. That's good. But there are other examples I can think of too, just men in scripture yeah. who um, who defaulted to their wives and in doing so brought um, some measure of yeah. disorder or um, discipline upon themselves.
0: Yeah. So, so may, let's maybe give some uh, practical on the ground examples then of what this might look like. Uh, It might look like uh, making a decision that affects the direction of your family. Yeah. And you disagree about that decision. Uh, But but, your
1: wife has like a really, really strong opinion about it. And she's going to...
0: But she's wrong.
1: Right. (laughs) She's wrong. She has a really strong wrong opinion. And she's upset. And so... She's making her opinion known in a way that maybe isn't um, super helpful. And
0: and the temptation of the man is to just be like, fine. Let's just do whatever you want to do. Yep. Um, and it can cause great harm down the line. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think about, you know, the temptation in that, whether, no matter which spouse it is, the temptation is... Is to think that if I just go along with whatever my spouse wants, it's going to bring peace. But that's a lie. Right. That's 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 why it's sin because it's it's over promising and it will under deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not working through the conflict, not walking through it in a biblical fashion, not seeking a biblical answer, but just going with whatever the other person feels, will actually have undesired side effects in the end mm-hmm. uh and and really this comes from what we call a fear of man yeah. that you are have a greater fear of your spouse than you have of god mm-hmm. and so what does proverbs 29 25 tell us that the fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts in the lord is safe and so this what is the snare well the fear of man uh sets you up to make decisions and go certain directions that are unwise and they're going to get you in trouble. They're going to get you caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get you uh, in a trap. Uh, and so I'm trying to think if there's any good example in our own life where we've we've done that. Um, I, I feel like probably anytime we're about... It, well, not any time. There have been times
1: mm-hmm.
0: when we have been going somewhere as a family
1: yeah
0: and i I haven't necessarily thought known what's best or or i wanted your opinion on it yeah uh or you've said we should do this thing or we should do that thing and in my conscience and and maybe it's holy spirit Mm -hmm. moving i think to myself uh we probably shouldn't do that but i do it anyway
1: yeah
0: and it always ends up blowing up it's not because of you. No,
1: I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. Oh, we have? We've had too
0: many episodes of this. No, like,
1: so I think it's like, so this is kind of like a silly example. This is, it has certainly happened in larger ways in our marriage, but a silly example is (laughs) when we go out to eat. I think I've talked about before like, I just want you to pick the place to eat. Like, because because it's like, I just and we actually do have conflict in that. Like, we have a conflict about like, where, I don't know why. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe I... I'm too picky about, or yeah. I want to go, or... Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, But then, like, if I start kind of, like...
0: We can't go to Golden Corral every time, like, I want to. Um, so you, uh...
1: No, we can't. Because it also, it's like, it's a million dollars when you have six children.
0: Chris, yeah, they ahead.
1: You'd go think ahead. they were serving gold there for how much they charge you go to ahead. eat there. Um. And I'm pretty sure it's like day old food.
0: Can you just?
1: <laughs> you're ruining. That food. Um. Anyway, it always yeah. So it just always goes poor. Like if I if I overexert my desire, which that's that could be sin, right? To like over overexert what I want and what I think that I need overthinking about what is best for the family and then you just go along with that it is always bad Yeah, it's always bad. Like seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, and so I think that I have learned But it even sometimes happens in small ways like when we went to the um, Dick, Dickens of a Christmas and they were doing the parade and we like couldn't find somewhere to sit And so I was like, let's go up in the parking garage <laughs> And you were like, I don't I don't know and I'm like come on there's nowhere to see here. And you were kind of like, oh, all right, we get up there. And the wall is way too high for our children to see over. And we weren't going to set them up on the wall. That was dangerous. And so we were no, kind we're of like. Think about that. And then there were like weird people up there. And I was like, I've done it again. I've done it again. We're going to get mugged up here. <laughs> let's go.
0: All right, let's flip it around, though. Yeah. What okay. if the wife is particularly passive when it comes to conflict? Yeah. So how might that. Backfire, if because.
1: Oh, and it's, what sense we're also,
0: saying that right. it's, it's the husband's sure. responsibility to lead? Yes. And to exercise authority in the family. Yes. And to be the keeper. Sure. But that doesn't mean that mm-hmm. he is just making
1: decisions unilateral decisions in a vacuum, right? So your husband also like so in a marriage like your husband is may also need your help. Help? Not
0: he may he does he
1: needs your help to just discern the situation or to like pray through things or to practically practically like understand the needs of the family um and so if you just let your husband i mean if you just so
0: let's put let's just this way let's yeah. put it into an actual example okay, okay great. Thanks. let's say that you and i are disagreeing over how we deal with a child's sin sure um, what would it look like for you to be passive in that situation in a bad way? I mean, I don't know if there's a good way to be <laughs> passive, but...
1: Well, I think there's probably... No, that would just be being quiet. Yeah, um, what
0: would be the being a pushover?
1: To not... Inform you of like the child's heart condition throughout the day or something like to just take this So like say you're sitting at the dinner table and this isolated instance happens but you I have not told you all day anything about what this child has gone through or Mm -hmm. maybe the reason why he is leaning or she is leaning this way and and so not informing you being passive could create a situation where you act in a way that maybe isn't the best, the most appropriate discipline. It would be the
0: wrong direction would be the wrong go.
1: direction to go, and then I get mad, but I just don't say anything.
0: Yeah, so this 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 is bringing up one of those extremes that I think is important, is that the passivity aspect is not always
1: you're not actually just like a calm cool collected person who's sitting over there just like easygoing fine with the situation you're actually quietly angry and exactly. you are over like you're seething but you you're not so either you're not going to say anything because you want to be manipulative you're not saying something because you just don't want to deal with it you're not saying something because you want to appear to be a certain way Mm-hmm. um or whatever but like you're not that's not where, saying something because you're like that's super where we would,
0: we would also attach the word aggressive to the sure. passivity yeah and that's what what we call passive aggressive
1: or like silent treatments would fall into this mm-hmm. i mean there have been times i think maybe we talked about this last time but there have been times where people have said that they were in a conflict with their spouse and that they had not communicated verbally to their spouse for an extended period of time that's called passive aggressive behavior like you don't you can't punish your spouse by refusing to talk to them by giving them the silent treatment it's yep. really not a good thing to do right that's ju- that's actually just manipulative and it's the same thing just a different side of the coin as screaming at your spouse
0: yeah and we can hear the silent screams
1: <laughs> oh it's the word I hate it I
0: hear your silent screams um, from Adam, the other room I will say that
1: Adam and I have this <laughs> this somewhat sinful tendency that I mean it's a sinful it's sinful but I say somewhat because it's sometimes I'm like eh. Where we, where we aggressively clean. <laughs> so we will like, if there's just like... a rage this, clean. Adam's a rage cleaner. And yep. so like, part of me's like, what? Eh.
0: And so sometimes, right. <laughs> some Saturdays afternoons, you just try to tick me off so
1: I'll sweep the whole So like, house. yeah, or like, he just like, <laughs> he just chops so much wood because he's so bad. But I'm kind of like, well... Oh, am I'm, I'm playing. He does a lot. Oh, uh, um,
0: But, the, the, so, okay, so let's wrap but that's up. that's
1: sinful, right? To, like, yep. run, to, like, just clean the kitchen. Yeah. Mm, I'm going to okay. show them how well I wash these bowls.
0: Tell you not to get on my case for putting the dishwasher away. Okay, but <laughs> I'm
1: going to do it so good.
0: So, <laughs> to wrap this one up, we, we do no favors to our spouse or our life by just simply rolling over. Right. Uh, whether that's passively, passively or passively aggressively. We don't do any favors. There's no biblical escape hatch in conflict. We don't just get to say, you know, oh, whatever you want to do and secretly be angry or just secretly not actually care. The only way to come to a, to out, the only, what am I trying to say? The only way to come out godly and to come to a godly solution is to navigate the maze of conflict together, is, right. to, is to walk through it together and not just be like, well, forget about this, I don't really care, or I'm gonna secretly be mad, you just make the decision uh, in this way or another. So, so one thing that's tied to this then, uh, another uh, bad approach, a wrong way of dealing with conflict, is actually ignoring the problem itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what, what you may do is pretend uh, that the problem doesn't exist, or, or you respond in a way in the conflict that actually fails to focus on what the actual issue is. Yeah. So so this is one that, that I think about uh, a lot with you. I'm um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but, but I think it's one that has come up in our marriage and still is a great temptation for us. Uh, because we are talkers. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and, and, we
1: are, yeah, we are actually... As talkative when we're not recording Yeah. <laughs> so we just figured why not yeah put a microphone here
0: so but you were talking about Adam being passive in the initial sin in the garden sure the following sins that Adam takes up in the conflict of, of rebellion oh, yeah. are these right instead of dealing with the actual problem he starts blaming and he right. ignores what the big issue is mm-hmm. um, and so we consider just think about these following ways of ignoring problems, uh, in in conflict. So so let's think about how this may look a couple different ways. A person could try to cover up from their problem, right? Mm. So Genesis three seven. Here's what Adam says. Then the eyes of both of them were open. Sorry, not Adam. Genesis says Adam's not talking yet. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together to and made themselves loin cloths, loin coverings uh what are they doing here they're trying to pretend
1: nothing happened
0: nothing happened they're, they're seeking to cut literally cover up their yeah. problem right uh and so in, in our own conflicts in marriage you get to ask yourself how might you try to cover up your problems or ignore or even avoid conflict right uh this is where, where sometimes when we get to talking about something we get shifty right you get a little squirrely and uh it's yeah little, what's an example uh, uh it's it's you know uh, here's an example. When uh, you're on a tight budget and you just couldn't resist, and so when you're at the store buying groceries, you also bought yourself a few little treats. And little you treats. know, your spouse, you got to get them little treats. You got to get them little Debbie's, you get your little Coke, and you eat it on the way home before you get home because you know if your spouse finds out, they're gonna be upset that you wasted money that you didn't really have to spend, and so, so you had your little Debbie wrapper in your pocket, and you wait till you yeah. get near a trash cube, you burn it in the backyard, so the evidence is gone. You cover it up, right? Yeah. Um. So, so you're <clears throat> literally you're ignoring that you sinned, you know, it, it, in being unwise with your finances or not discussing if if you've made an agreement to discuss every dollar that you're gonna spend, and,
1: yeah. and you cover it up. Yeah, or like... I it was just a silly example no, I know. That
0: came to mind because there's been times I've definitely done that. <laughs> right.
1: Well, and the, 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 the difference is, is that you don't burn the trash, you leave it in the car. And so when I go to, I, go to the I car... I let you find out eventually. <laughs> I go get in the car and I'm like, what is this monster energy drink doing in the You're car? Like, Bye, have a good day. <laughs> um... No, but like, so another way that I I think that this happens is if you, if you speak harshly or like wives, if you speak really disrespectfully and you just kind of are like, "Mm -hmm, I'm just going to act like that. Like you're like, you don't go back around and say sorry, right? Like you don't, you don't loop around Mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, I shouldn't have talked to you. This is something that I can struggle with. Like if I sin, like if I just, if I just move on and stop doing it, I think that that we can just sweep it. We can just, we can be done with it, but that isn't actually how it works yeah Um, biblically you you have to actually repent for your sin and you actually have to go to the person that you've sinned against and so maybe that seems really crazy that like oh every you mean every time i'm disrespectful to my husband i should apologize i think so
0: so what if what if that was the standard I think do you that, think it would be a gut check when next time it came back around that if I talk to him this way, yes. I'm going to have to apologize again?
1: Well, I think that's just the nature of the way that God has set up. Like repentance isn't an arbitrary thing, right? And so I think that the reason that God has set up um, life like this mm-hmm. is that it, it spiritually will do something to you, mm-hmm. and like you're you're. Um, your gauge changes over time, right? Yeah. And so if I'm if I'm actually apologizing to you every time I am rude to you, I will stop being rude to you so much because mm-hmm. I will become aware of, I'll be like hyper aware, yeah. right? Yeah. But also repentance is real. Like repentance yeah. is something spiritual that, that Christ really does take and mold and reform mm. us when we are humble and submissive that's to good. Him.
0: That's good, that's good. All right, here's another way you may ignore problems then is that a person could try to run from their problem. We see this in the very next verse in Genesis 3. Genesis 3, 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Mm. So, so not only do they try to, they try to uh, cover up the problem, but they also run from their problems as well. And so you can ask yourself this question then, how have you tried to run from your problems? Uh, this is even yeah. how some divorces take place, because right? Because secrets? Uh, the, so the, literally yeah, they're conflicts, and they're trying to run from those conflicts, and they think the best way to deal with the conflict me and my spouse are having is to literally us two to run in opposite to avoid directions. To each other. To just not be with to each be other. To be busy
1: and to... Yeah, so like if, you, if you're if you really busy or because it's just too frustrating to be around your spouse... Then you probably have unresolved conflict, and you might be running from your conflict, and you should just deal with it—the conflict.
0: I mean, I literally have nothing else to say because I think that that's probably the best advice that you could probably give. So I'm going to the next great. One. <laughs> this is not like speed podcast. just—that's great. Yeah. Another way a person then could ignore the conflict is they could make excuses for their sinful behavior. Oh, so excuses. This is. Are I think this is maybe where huge.
1: everybody falls. In some yeah,
0: way. Yeah. Okay, so listen then to the very next two verses in Genesis 3, 9 right. and 10 now. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? Uh, this reminds me of my my childhood pastor, Pastor Stuart White. Anytime he would see me uh, at church as a where, kid. Where
1: art thou, Adam? <laughs> Adam, where
0: art thou? He would always say to me. Did you
1: guys read the King James? <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and uh, Adam, where art thou? Uh, to me, and, and uh, you know. It still rings in my head. Uh, and, and this is and continuing in the verse then. And and this is what Adam says. He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Uh, and, and so what does Adam do here? He makes an excuse for not <coughs> owning up to what is wrong, to not owning up to the problem. And, and so ask yourself, do you re- regularly make excuses to ignore the conflict that, Uh okay here's excuse, uh I was angry because you yeah that's an excuse for your anger right (laughs) I yelled because they um I was was just talking about this yeah I was frustrated because of this that that you're saying what came out of you uh it wasn't that the out of the heart the mouth spoke. It was out of the pressure of the situation that my mouth spoke. Right. But that's not the Bible.
1: That's not the Bible. No, it's actually just that like you, that pressure is what pushed you and what came out was just what spilled out of your heart. Yeah.
0: So Pastor David, in talking about this on Sunday evening, used yeah. the example of water in a cup. Mm-hmm. And if the cup gets hit, it's not like, you know, Gatorade comes flying out of the cup. It's water because that's what was inside. Right. Uh, I think of the example of a Gushers fruit snack, Right. Whenever you would eat a gusher's fruit snack and you bite down on it and that uh, whatever concoction they would mm-hmm. put inside the gusher's fruit snack would shoot out of there. You weren't expecting like something else to shoot out. Was whatever was inside the gusher's fruit snack, right. you, you know, if you bought the blueberry flavor, you didn't expect the watermelon flavor to come out. Yeah. And the same thing's true whenever we're pressed, right? right. Like 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 gushers, whatever's inside of us is going to come out. Right. And so you don't get to blame Everybody else for your heart. For what's heart. inside
1: of your heart. Right.
0: That's ignoring the conflict. That's ignoring the issues. That's Going back to what we talked about last week, that's that's not taking the log out of your own eye.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so that's that one. And then number four, then, how we ignore conflicts. The next three verses, Genesis 3, 11, 12, and 13, is the ultimate attempt at ignoring the problem is to blame shift. Mm-hmm. Which, which goes with this idea of, of uh, making excuses. This is what it says. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, the woman that you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Right. And <coughs> I mean, so, both of them are... Not only are you making excuses, making excuses maybe excuses could be, you know, I, I didn't get any sleep last night. I haven't eaten, right?
1: Right, but to blame, blame shift somebody is else. is now
0: pointing the finger back Right, and to say, why is this conflict so bad? Well, God, it's because of the woman that you gave me.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And we don't get to do that.
1: Right, we don't get to do that. And I think that we can even find, even in situations that are... Um, that are actually hard. And so not even not just like trivial fights that we have, but I think that even if, um, so say a husband is, is looking at pornography Mm -hmm. and a wife is really, really, really angry. And she is struggling with just lashing out and being mad. She doesn't get like, you don't get as a wife to do like to sin because your husband has actually sinned in a get way that's a free card. Yeah, like it just it the like one doesn't equal the other. Like you don't get to be sinful. It doesn't excuse your sin. And so I think it's really helpful to to acknowledge that while your husband's sin against you was real and was painful and um,
0: even deserving of righteous indignation. You
1: can be right yeah, you can be righteously mad at that. There's a whole lot there that you are allowed to be mad at because it's a disgraceful thing to do but you don't get to then operate in a sinful way in response
0: right so I think a good way to think about this and it's a distinction we often don't make and I've been trying to make this distinction with a couple of our kids there is a difference between emotions and responses in light of those emotions right. emotions are given to us by God right. he has endowed us with emotions and in normal circumstances, okay. So I'm not talking about people who have experienced emotional trauma. I'm not talking about people who have mental health um, issues. But but normal emotional responses are oftentimes, but I would say even more so when we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, we have a cleansed conscience. That they are the oftentimes are an appropriate response to a situation so so here's an example thinking about outside of uh, marriage even thinking about children right if you have a child whose toy gets broken by a sibling Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a right response of that child is to be frustrated right because they have been disrespected and something that they cared about has been ruined Mm -hmm. the issue isn't that they would be sad or they would be disappointed or, or that they would feel... You even feel anger? Hurt and yeah. anger. The issue then is what they do with those emotions. Right. And as parents and as spouses, it's helpful to, 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 to draw those lines, even in the middle of conflict, to say, Hey, babe, I know that I sinned against you and you're upset with me. And you're... I understand why you're upset. A biblical response is for you to be upset about this situation. Right. But you screaming at me and... And calling me every name that you know, yeah. and cursing at me over and over and over again, is right. not a biblical way of dealing with your anger. Right. So, so to use uh, the title of David Pallison's book, can we be good and angry? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer mm-hmm. is yes. Right. Um, and so, th- in conflict, in marriage, there's there's a side of it where the pain. Of of walking through conflict or yeah. the the difficulty of walking through conflict is right, but but what often goes wrong is how we deal with it right. and blame shifting is one
1: of those things. Right, and and, 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 and and to say
0: I get to be this sinful way because
1: of you because of you, right? And I think that the only true remedy for that is to is to think on to think on Christ, right? Like to think how so? On, well, to think on the that he was he was spat upon and he was. A, he was beaten and he was lied about and he was betrayed and and yet still he never once responded with a sinful emotion he never once responded with a sinful action he never was re- once res- like well i'm just gonna beat the tar out of judas because he like he didn't do anything he was silent um
0: and he was he, And he was
1: actual, and like so he wasn't just silent <laughs> passive aggressively, like he was he was righteously silent, right? Like his heart his heart was compassionate and humble and understanding.
0: And I'm gonna tell you the reason why. And this is the same reason why we can we can walk through conflict in our marriages with peace and without blowing up and without pointing our fingers at everybody else it's because he had entrusted himself to the Father, yeah. and he had entrusted himself to God's will. And in marriage, one of the ways that we face conflict is, is it's trusting that God in his providence may bring us to this place of disagreement, but he does so to grow us, yeah. not just grow us individually, but to grow us together. Yeah. That that there's a, uh, there's a roughing up that must take place so that the bond is tighter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it's kind of like when you get married, you're, you're two pieces of velvet, and you mm. put those two pieces of velvet, and they all stick together. But the longer you're married, you become Velcro, and, and, and things kind of get a little bit more pulled apart, and the Velcro gets stronger, and you stick together more and more. I don't know if that was a good metaphor or not, but whatever. Um, no, that's I threw, a helpful. I threw it out there. <clears throat> That's helpful. So, so that's, that's ignoring the problem. Uh, let's talk about the third thing then, uh, extreme or... Way that people wrongly deal with conflict, and that is trying to be the winner of the conflict. Uh, seeing conflict as a it no longer is this a conflict, this is a competition. Uh,
1: I have got to prove my point here, and it must be.
0: I thought you were actually saying
1: that. Oh, no, I was like,
0: oh, okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, like that. Like, I have got to get what I think across, and I have to use as many smart words as possible to verbally manipulate the situation Mm -hmm. to out talk the other person.
0: And can I tell you that out of the four that we're going to talk about, this is the one that I struggle with the most.
1: No kidding.
0: (laughs) And I think it's because often my work is in speaking and writing that it's a gift from, from God, not a, you Know one that I've tried to steward, but it's a gift from God of being able to express oneself. But it's not helpful when I am aiming to express myself sinfully mm-hmm. because then I just can tend to be very, very overbearing and stop non-talk. Wait, talk non-stop. What did I say? You Top non stock and, no, uh, and that's yeah. what
1: happens when he does it, <laughs> ladies and gents. <laughs>
0: but to, to just go, 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 go. And early in our marriage, you often would say to me, can I have five or ten minutes? Or can yeah. you please stop talking? And to my own shame, I wouldn't many times. No. Okay. I would just keep talking until eventually you blew up.
1: And it would be yeah, it would not. So we can talk about that in a second. It would it would turn into what we call kamikaze conflict then. Um, yeah,
0: we'll talk about that. We'll get to that. We we'll get to
1: that. Yeah, and so sometimes like just knowing your spouse, like I I need a I need a few minutes because I know that um, I know that I get to a point where maybe the temptation is just really big and. I'm going to start sending.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, can you just give me a few minutes to kind of like, I mean, you know, like when you first are initially really angry about something, like you, the anger, this is what I say to our kids, like the anger lies to you. Yeah. Like you are so heated yeah. that you can't see straight and you yeah. feel a certain way and you feel these emotions and you feel like you want to you beat someone up or you want to, yeah. you feel like you hate them, right? right. And so if you start talking or why are you what?
0: I'll say a minute. I wish I just this, for a good he part. has
1: the biggest smile on his face and I'm like, make, is my hair messy no, or uh God darn it. <laughs> um oh yeah, that like you like just take a few minutes because usually what ends up happening is, you know, you come to your senses a little bit. What do you need to say? Leroy Jenkins
0: <laughs> So there's this, there's this, I don't remember why this was recorded. Why you just said this? No, I don't know why I said this. There's this video game. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's like this recording of this video game that I, from like college, maybe high school. Where this group of play, these group of players, different places, you know, they used
1: Players to, or players?
0: Players. They'd talk to each other on their headsets, oh, right? Okay. And you'd be all over the world, right? And yeah. you're going to do this mission together. And you're like, all right. And you had this guy who's a team leader. He's like, all right, everybody, we're going to go in. We're going into this room. Oh. We're going to go in. And we're going to take them. And we're going to... You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And all of a sudden, you hear this guy come across the baby and he yells, Leroy Jenkins! And he runs in and all of his... The other players have to run in with him and they all get killed. And I just think about I think about that in light of what no, I'm talking about that's here.
1: That's actually yeah, that actually applies. That
0: that all you care about is the fight and all you care right. about is winning. And all you care about is getting your point across mm-hmm. and saying whatever you wanna say and it doesn't matter. Like, Who are you
1: gonna blow up? Because you know what you're gonna well, do. Well, that's
0: getting in a little bit into the you're next gonna,
1: one. You gonna bring everybody in there with you, and the whole family is gonna be like wounded, and everyone's gonna be sad, and everyone's gonna and be so upset. And so I do
0: this from time to time, where I go on my my pre my preaching tirades, and I just go
1: and like <laughs> and if you like if you walk in the the line, the eyesight is like, and you you wanna know what I think about you. <laughs>
0: And so, oh man, it's so embarrassing, but it, but it happens that some of the mm-hmm. worst conflicts that we've had are those where one of us is trying to get the other one.
1: Well, I th- so I think the reason why this is, why this is so bad. Sorry is, about my
0: Leroy Jenkins.
1: No, that's fine. I think that the reason why this is so bad is because it is the opposite. Like it's, it's a, it's such a prideful stance, right? So like to needing to be the winner, you are refusing to be humble. Yeah. Yeah. You're, it, it, it's just so opposite of what God calls us to be. It's so opposite of who Christ was. Um. And I can just think of lots of Proverbs or yeah. even just thinking right. of... Proverbs
0: 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling.
1: Right. Um, or like have nothing to do with a haughty man.
0: Yeah. Or Proverbs 18, 12. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, but humility goes before honor. Yeah, Great. those are, some good, right. those are so, some good ones. So this is what we do, right? We, we line up all of our ammo, we set up all of our defenses, and we just start blasting the other person right. out of the water. And we use guns, and here are some of the guns that we like to use. Past sins, yeah. relational weaknesses, generational struggles, uh, idiosyncrasies, and forgetfulness. Yeah. Right. right do you remember the last time that you right why do you always well you've been struggling with you
1: mm-hmm. you're just well like you're your just mom. like
0: your mother <laughs> oh. or or you know that you're the one who always struggles with
1: right yeah that's just it's just not helpful and i also just think that um so that's a that's a that's a posture of seeking to exalt yourself right but the Bible would say, First Peter would say that humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, God and at the proper time he will exalt you. Yeah. And so waiting upon the Lord for your final and full exaltation is always the safe place to be. And you will always be in the wrong when you are exalting yeah. yourself, especially I think over of, your spouse. Like, I
0: think about uh, the husband that desires respect in his home.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, Every husband should desire respect in their home.
0: Sure. Okay. Uh, Sorry. I should say the husband who does not have respect and knows that he deserves respect and his way of getting it is to walk into the room like Mighty Joe Young and start beating his chest demanding respect. Well, what are you going to get? Something that looks like respect but is actually fear. But
1: I'm gonna tell you, yeah, that's a recipe to not get what you want. Yeah. Like nobody's going to respect you if you are just a giant meanie. Yeah. Who's verbally punching everyone. Yeah. Like don't, just don't be that guy.
0: That's good. All right, so let's talk about the final. Okay. The final wrong way to deal with conflict. And that's what we've called the kamikaze conflict. How is this different than being the one who always tries to win? Well, let me tell you.
1: All right. You, you the ask way the question and you're going to answer it. And
0: then I'm going to answer it. <laughs> there. Yes. Uh, in always being the one who wants to win, you want to come out unscathed.
1: Hmm.
0: <clears throat> but when you take a kamikaze approach to conflict, where does the word kamikaze come from? Well, it's how the uh, World War II right. Japanese fighter pilots who would just fly their planes into battle stations, into other planes, and they knew that they were going to die, but okay. it was their way of
1: just—they're just we're all down. the
0: enemy, yeah. And there, there's a sense in which, in conflict, sometimes things are so bad that you don't care if you die in the process. You're taking everybody out with you, right. and you just go berserk.
1: Right. This is kind of the extreme
0: of the extreme. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what does that look like? Well, you you don't care at all. You, like, you throw all caution to the wind, right? Like, you You don't care. You just, you run straight in. And you start saying things that you know that are going to be hurtful. You start looking away that you don't really care. Um... You cause a big scene. I mean, it's like, it's lots of things. It's you, you get in the car and you leave and you screech out of the driveway and all the neighbors see you and you know You don't care. Or you're yelling at each other and there are people around and they can see you and you don't really care. So that... most those
0: people being your children.
1: Right, right. Yes, that's a big one. And you just don't care. Like, because you're just so fired up at this conflict that you are you don't have any concern for the protection of anybody around you including your own heart yeah you just dive in and
0: you decide if you're going down everyone else is going down with you so you're just going to throw a a rager throw a grenade in there and blow everybody to smithereens so
1: what's actually going on are you asking me yeah
0: what's actually going on there that is a person who has put their hope singularly in an outcome of a okay. situation, or in a person, and that person is not being the way that they want them to be. They have placed all of their hope around this one thing, and when they realize they're not getting that thing, life is no longer worth living. The marriage is no longer worth preserving, or at least the family the is no longer worth keeping. Right. And so, oftentimes, if these kind of conflicts continue to go unchecked, it will most certainly lead to divorce, because. It, it all just crumbles more and more and more and more. Uh, and so what what could that be? Well, perhaps you think that uh, your spouse has to have a certain amount of, of time with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And if you don't get that time with your spouse, then they don't get time with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then they just like your spouse doesn't agree with you they yeah. don't think that you need that amount of time yeah. and then you're just gonna
0: yeah uh, th- believing that you need maybe that you need a certain kind of home to be happy and if your spouse doesn't give you that home then I'm gonna by golly burn down the home that we do have uh, yeah. maybe not literally but but emotionally cool. and metaphorically and, and this house is never going to be a happy place again until I get what I want yeah um, th- this is going and locking yourself in the bedroom and refusing to come out it, okay so so maybe some of the most extreme ways we see this in are in things uh, like spousal abuse or mm-hmm. suicide mm-hmm. Um, that things get get really out of control anger is is, is turning into now rage and violence even yeah. um, and I think it comes here it, it comes from someone wanting something and not getting it mm-hmm. And they've put everything in that thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, so maybe you think of some other examples.
1: Well, I just think that's a helpful diagnostic in all of these. Um, and maybe we brought this up last time. I can't remember. I think about it so much that I can't remember if I said it on here. We'll say it again. That <clears throat> what are you what are you wanting and not getting, right? So if you're angry or you're having a hard time or you're um, really just down in the dumps.
0: Um, you refuse to want to find a resolution. Yeah. That's another way to right.
1: say it. Yeah. That's, that, that's like, yeah, you're just, you're You don't care about, about
0: resolution. Right. You, you want You care about way. this
1: thing. And so what is that thing? What is that thing that you think that you need? Um, I mean, here's a silly example, but even before we started doing this podcast this evening, um, the kids were up and they were all around the table and they were, they were hanging out and, and I wanted them to go to bed. <laughs> But Adam was sitting there hanging out with them. And so I made a I made a comment like, well, we gotta get in bed pretty soon. And Adam was like, All right, we'll get we'll get to it. And I started to feel frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I went into the room and I was like kind of starting to like think about like why I was right to be mad. I wanted them to go to bed. They were up late last night, whatever. But then I thought about it and I thought like but he's their father and he knows all these things and he wants to spend time with them. I don't need to just be this prideful person. Like what am I wanting that I'm not getting? Well, I'm wanting them to go to bed so that I can have a break. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what the Lord has called me to. Yeah. And so realizing that assessing like, Oh, I'm valuing more Mm -hmm. this, this quiet home than I'm valuing just staying in fellowship with my husband, yeah. making sure that my children are loved and cared for and have fellowship with their dad. Um, and that was it. But like, I think that maybe 10 years ago, that would have turned into a thing.
0: Probably well, not for me, but pray for you.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, right, for me. And then it would have been a problem for you. The, I think the
0: big fight in conflict... Is for us to not be ninnies or numbskulls sure. about things, and
1: like just be okay. This, bit, this bit,
0: well, I don't want to sound moralistic in the sense that like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. There, there's a there's a godliness here, absolutely. That is that and a holiness in conflict, and so I think this is this is exactly where we want to end this episode uh, because it's not enough just to name all the problems, but we want to think back about that first. Little nugget of wisdom we brought back last time, and, and that is assessing the problem, mm-hmm. assessing what the actual issue is. The great temptation in each of these is to to get sidetracked, right? That um, and in this little bit goes back to ignoring the problem too, is that you start getting upset uh, in the conflict, and that that frustration and upset can can ha- can kind of grab grapple, or not grapple, what is the word I'm going to grab on to? Other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, this didn't, you didn't say that the way I thought you should have said that. Right. Or, or you, the way that you're doing this thing is not right. Right. You know? Yes. Um, and so, one of the things that I think is most helpful, um, and this is especially hard for husbands, I think, if for men and this is where we can be real numbskulls about things, is that we don't actually assess our emotions. Mm. And it's very wrong for us to just assume that the feelings that we have about a thing are right. Because if conflict is going poorly, if we're not finding resolution, and if we find ourselves falling into these things we've talked about this evening, often it comes because one or both of the spouses has not assessed their own heart Mm -hmm. and they've not assessed why they are responding the way they are responding, why they are uh, being passive or why they are using words that are inappropriate or why their voice or tone is the way that it is Mm -hmm. uh, or why they're, you know,
1: have the look on their face that they have
0: stomping through the house, slamming doors. uh, and, And you know, what is the thing the passion, thinking about that passage in James 4, mm-hmm. why are there fights and quarrels among you? It's because your passions are at war what within you. What are
1: wanting you. that you're not getting? And,
0: and so, so often we miss the place of passion in conflict. Marriages should have passion. We're going to talk about this in a couple episodes. But what's more is that conflicts should have passion. You should have passionate conflict. But the passion should be for glorifying God and serving and loving the other person. And it should
1: always come with self-control.
0: And, and so if you're passionate about making much of God mm-hmm. and you're passionate about loving your spouse, anytime you face conflict, you will find yourself humble. Mm-hmm. You'll fi- find yourself deferring, not being a pushover but deferring and pursuing holiness. That if your spouse wants to do something and it's, it's bad, it's wrong, it's a, it's a poor, unwise decision, even a, a humble person can say, hey, here's what the Bible says. Here's what wisdom would say. Here's what other people have done and they've gone wrong. Here's what other people have done and it's gone right. Let's, let's be logical about this. And they can do so in a way that is it wins the person's heart. Because they can tell that that person is passionate about them and passionate about seeing God glorified. Um, and so, really, in thinking about all of these things we discussed, getting to the heart of the issue um, is what's most important. Do you have any closing thoughts before we go? No. That's okay. Hard. Well, let's see what we can go get into the conflict over. And then we'll have. I think it's
1: important to just um, be willing you to... You do have closing I do conflicts. have one. I... Comments. Not closing comments.
0: conflicts. <laughs> We're about to have one. You don't want to... so, Go ahead. I just think it's
1: really, really important to um, be for your spouse. Yeah. Like, to just be... Just be for them. Be for their good. Be, And if you're not, um, I think you should assess why you're not. And just ask, like, repent of that. But also ask the Lord for help in that because I just think that, I don't like in the least trivial way possible, like our life is so short Mm -hmm. and the Lord has given us the time that he has and we don't actually know how long the time that we have together is. And you're just your other person's person. So be a good one. That's good. Be there for your spouse. That's good. Life is hard.
0: That's good. Well, let's go be there for each other. And next time, we're going to talk about finding peace and resolution in our marriages, and we'll talk about biblical ways of doing that. Well, friends, until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.